0: And it's time for question of the week and this time it is from lubov who is a slovakian who asks, why is it that people are escaping racism in their country to come to the united states if there is systemic racism in the united states and if it's such a big deal the problem with the question or the challenge with the question is that it assumes that there's only one reason why people are leaving their country and even if you ask them why you're leaving their country if they tell you it's because my country is too racist that's probably not the only reason why they're leaving and similarly people come to the united states sometimes because they perceive it to not be racist but other people come despite it being racist or they believe it to be heavily racist immigration is a very and migration is a very complex topic, and there's many, many reasons why people immigrate. They take into account factors at home, and a slew of factors at home, as well as their perception of how things are in their new home, in their new land that they're immigrating to. Those perceptions could be wrong, and they could be in a very particular situation in their home country, their original country. And therefore, to reduce the entire complex analysis to just one issue, racism or perceived racism or systemic racism, is, I think, oversimplifying a very interesting and complex thing. I will say this, though. I think it's fascinating when countries build walls between different nations and why they build those walls. Because, for instance, North Korea builds a wall between South Korea and it, not because they're afraid of South Koreans coming into North Korea, but because they don't want North Koreans to leave. Similarly, the Berlin Wall was there for the same reason. It's not because Western Europeans were just clamoring to get into communist Eastern Europe or the Eastern Bloc countries. No it was because the Eastern Bloc countries really want to exit. As, and meanwhile you have other walls, for example, the wall that is between, the, the partial wall that is between the United States and Mexico is there not to keep Americans from escaping but rather to keep Mexicans and other Latin Americans from coming into the United States. Same thing goes with Turkey and Greece. Greece built a wall there to keep people from Turkey out and not to prevent Greece from leaving. And I think it is a huge compliment in some ways when a country actually decides to build a wall between themselves and their neighbor to stop their neighbor from coming in because it makes It signals saying, we are an attractive place and we know it, and so therefore we need to create a wall here because we're getting too many people coming in. And conversely, if they're building a wall because they don't want anybody to leave, it's kind of admitting to the whole world, we suck, we're a horrible place to live in, and we really got to force people to stay here because otherwise nobody would want to be here. You know, Gallup makes this poll every year that asks people, would you like to immigrate, yes or no? And if so, where would you like to immigrate to? And Gallup polls like over 140 countries. And consistently, people choose the United States as being the number one country that they desire to immigrate to. Now, before Americans get too, or Yankees get too excited about this statistic and say, oh yeah, it proves that we're the best, we're the best country ever. Well, hold on. Part of it is simply that America has great marketing, for sure, and so the United States has fabulous marketing and everybody knows about it, wants about it, so you don't have people like saying, I really wanna go to Norway, even though Norway might be a much better option than the United States for many people in the world. But Norway doesn't have a huge marketing machine behind it, doesn't have Hollywood and all that kind of stuff, telling people how great Norway is, despite their crappy winters. I've been to all 54 African countries and everybody wants to come to the United States. Despite all the George Floyd and all the other uh, Stuff that we hear in the news about racism, systemic or otherwise. I think it is an indication of all the other benefits that our country has and offers to Africans and other uh, brown faced people all over the world. That they know intuitively that the United States is a welcoming place, despite our many, many failures and our well-known disasters that we've had with regard to racism and of course our historic sense. But I think what Americans fail to do is they fail to understand how racist other countries are. And we have this notion that we are the worst and most racist country in the world when in fact we're one of the least racist countries in the world. Those who don't realize that haven't traveled much, and certainly haven't traveled with a black person or being black. This all proves, I think, that maybe America's not as bad as some people might perceive it to be, and certainly in comparison to other countries. And I I would really encourage people to go out there and travel more so that they can kind of get a sense of that and ask brown-skinned people in certain countries if they feel like they're treated like 2nd class citizens or not. And you might realize that, you know what? America sucks, but other places suck a bit more for minorities. So I hope that helps. Let's France stop on encouraging you to wander and learn. And that ends this episode of the Wander Learn podcast, where we explore travel, technology, and transformation. If you'd like to see the show notes with links to what we've talked about, go to wanderlearn.com and click on this episode. If you'd like to connect with me, just remember F. Tapon. That's my first initial and my last name. Ftapon is always my social media username. My website is ftapon.com. Do you want to leave me an anonymous voicemail where you can make a comment or ask a question? Then go to speakpipe.com ftapon. Furthermore, if you'd like to get rewarded for supporting my projects, then go to patreon.com ftapon. That's where you can pick up some remarkable rewards for as little as $2 a month. Now, five quick favors. Number one, subscribe to the WanderLearn podcast. Two, download it. Three, share it. Four, review it. And five, sign up for my newsletter at wanderlearn.com. Our theme music was composed by Eric Stratman. This is Francis Tapon, encouraging you to wander and learn.